Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Canny treat. From imported luxury to detested health hazard to essential COVID lockdown supply, canned fruits have had a complicated relationship with Chinese consumers. Written by Si Chu. Published in the World of Chinese. Read to you by Cliff Larson. Wang Kai's grandma pronounced him sick, and the bittersweet wait began. He sat at home, twiddling his thumbs, as grandma marched downstairs to the corner shop, eventually returning with a pot-bellied glass jar glowing with golden slices of peaches that swam in syrup inside. Wong would wait a few minutes longer while she set the jar on the balcony for a proper chilling from Harbin's icy winter cold before he could finally gulp down the sweet, refreshing delight. Wong, now 33 years old and living in the southern city of Xiamen, Fujian province, says that whenever he got sick as a child, the adults in his northeastern family treated him with canned yellow peaches. After eating the peach, I would feel better after just a few moments, he recalls on the phone with the world of Chinese. Many who grew up in Dongbei, China's northeast, during the 80s and 90s, share Wang's nostalgia for canned fruits. Some netizens even swear by the foodstuff to alleviate anything from nosebleeds to menstrual cramps to the side effects of COVID-19 vaccines, crowning the syrupy treat Dongbei Penicillin. Some say this uncanny property is pure placebo effect, while others say that the tart and sweet taste helps improve the appetite, leading to the impression that one has recovered from illness. Wang's grandma used to offer him a different explanation. It's because the character, Tao, peaches, sounds the same as Tao to escape, so that the sickness would run away. In 1809, 180 years before Wang was born, Frenchman Nicolas Appert won 12,000 francs from the government for his invention of the process that slows down food decay by heating it inside a sealed glass jar. The first Chinese canned food factory was established in Guangzhou, Guangdong province, in 1893. But the 1950s saw around 50 factories mushroom in major cities across China, mostly manufacturing for military needs or export to other socialist countries, according to the Chinese newspaper Economic Daily. 
1995, during Wang's childhood, the number of factories nationwide had risen to 1,775. Throughout those decades, canned fruits remained a luxury for the sick or special occasions. News reports and blog posts state that in the 1970s, a jar of canned fruit cost around the price of half a kilogram of pork. And in the 1990s, when I'm from, uh, there weren't many fresh fruits in winter, Wong recalls. Canned peaches became a close substitute, earning it a perennial place on Chinese New Year dinner tables around Dongbei. In recent years, even as Chinese consumers became more willing to splurge on food, health concerns and more enticing options have pushed canned fruits off the pedestal. When I was sick, the adults gave me slices of fresh apples, but never canned peaches. Xixi, who grew up in the late 1990s and early 2000s in the southern city of Shenzhen, with Dongbei lineage from her mother's side, tells the world of Chinese. They thought it was too sweet and therefore unhealthy. For Xi, a second-generation Dongbei emigrant, canned fruits typically referred to those imported via Hong Kong, fruit cocktails of artificially pink maraschino cherries, pineapples in a seductively bright yellow and white chewy fruit bits that she could not identify. All the vibrant colors from the tropics swirled together in the sugary liquid of Xi's memory into one impression Fancy, she says. Unlike Dongbei, the warm, burgeoning southern port of Shenzhen in the 1990s saw no lack of fresh fruits in winter months. To Xi, decadent snacks that came in lush dark green tins decorated with foreign letters tasted better than the fresh alternatives. Sweet things must be good, and what your parents didn't want you to eat must be good. It felt more mysterious and and noble, she recalls. Toward the end of her elementary school years, however, these forbidden fruits fell further from glory in the Xi household. At some point, they all started saying, don't eat canned foods, they're made from rotten fruits, she recalls. That was in the mid to late 2000s, when a plethora of food safety issues shook Chinese consumers' confidence. In 2006, the carcinogen chemical dye Sudan Red was found in eggs. In 2008, close to 300,000 infants were diagnosed with kidney diseases after melamine was detected in milk powders from major dairy brands. And in 2010, many restaurants were found to be using illegal gutter oil, potentially toxic oil recycled from food waste or literally taken from gutters. Meanwhile, starting in 2003, an article called The World Health Organization's List of Ten Junk Foods went viral in China, even getting reposted by state media organizations such as the China Daily. On the list were fried foods, carbonated drinks, and anything canned. Although the World Health Organization finally debunked the article in 2015, denying it ever issued such a list, the reputation of canned foods never fully recovered. Lin Nan, founder of 
Linja Puzi, a Dalian-based brand for canned fruit, complained to Southern People Weekly this year, We've been saying for 30 years that there are no preservatives in cans. But if you ask people on the street, 90% wouldn't know that. But why don't they treat jellies or hot sauces in the same way? At the same time, China's logistics and shipping is seeing exponential growth. Whether it's coconuts from the island of Hainan, passion fruit from Guangxi, or apricots from Xinjiang, fresh produce from any corner of the country can be delivered rapidly to urban consumers with just one click. Southern People Weekly cites in industry reports to estimate that in 2019, China's fresh fruit market was 45 times the size that of canned fruits. However, cans became relevant again this year as many around the country bought bulk supplies in fear of citywide pandemic lockdowns such as the month-long ordeal Shanghai experienced in the spring. Canned foods feature prominently on checklists of recommended lockdown supplies precisely because of the property they were originally invented for. Long shelf life. Canned fruit companies are also attempting to recapture consumers' attention. On e-commerce platform Taobao, one can find canned fruits that boast chic, Instagrammable designs and promising to use low-calorie sweeteners in lieu of sugar. There are also those that fully embrace the nostalgia wave with retro graphics and an emphasis on crystallized sugar. Some brands are eager to break the myth that canned food is less healthy than fresh food, with one canned peach brand advertising that they, quote, only pick the big peaches from the treetops, unquote. Wong claims to have outgrown canned yellow peaches, which are not easily found in shaman shops. When a friend from southern China got sick once, Wang eagerly relayed the tale of being cured by canned peaches in Dongbei's winter. And they thought I was childish, he laughed. Now, he only gets his fill of the treat when he visits home during Lunar New Year. When it came to stocking up amid a wave of COVID outbreaks in Xiamen, he bought cold and fever medicine instead. She agrees the treat has lost some of its cachet. I miss how I felt when I ate canned fruits, but I don't get the same feeling anymore when I eat them now, she says. She still fondly remembers the bright yellow of the pineapples, her favorite in the fruit cocktail, but doubts if anything could give her that sense of mysterious, noble satisfaction anymore. She observed that China's restaurants and food companies have gotten creative in how they vie for picky consumers' attention with novelties like edible flakes of gold on ice cream or tea flavored with exotic fruits. They have to make their craft to an extreme level to really impress me. But canned fruits in childhood gave me that bluntest, crudest, purest happiness, she adds, that's something I could only appreciate back then. Can you can this? The empire of preserved foods expands far beyond fruits, here are some unique Chinese flavors you can find in a can. Buddha jumps over the wall. 
the budget version of a Fujian delicacy that typically stews together all kinds of luxurious, nutritious ingredients, often including abalone, fish maw, and sea cucumber. Fresh varieties in restaurants have been known to cost from dozens to thousands of yuan. Shark's fin, an ingredient from a protected species that makes this dish perennially controversial, is notably absent from the canned variety. Mud carp in bean sauce. The original Chinese canned food, this is what the first canned food factory in China, Guangmaoxiang, specialized in. Best served when stir-fried with veggies or simply put on top of a steaming bowl of rice. And finally, eight treasure porridge. Red beans, barley, peanuts, dates. This sweet porridge of many ingredients is traditionally eaten on the eighth day of the 12th lunar month. The canned version, however, has long been enjoyed by modern Chinese as an all-seasons snack, especially on train rides, alongside sausages and instant noodles. Canny Treat is a story from our issue, Promised Land. You've been listening to Canny Treat, from imported luxury to detested health hazard to essential COVID lockdown supply. Canned fruits have had a complicated relationship with Chinese consumers. Written by Fu Ziyi, published in the world of Chinese, read to you by Cliff Larson.